and welcome to another episode of the Tax Chick Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great month so far. I'm excited for this episode. It's one of my last guest episodes of the year and I have a returning guest. Uh, Jordan Brown was actually on the podcast, I think it was way back in season two now. And he has a great episode on sales tax. So if you haven't checked that one out, I'll put the note in the show notes. Um, I do encourage you to go back and check it out. We talk about GST, HST, PST, some basic things you need to know. Very common questions that get asked by business owners. And Jordan does an awesome job of explaining it. Uh, Jordan and I see each other every now and then because Jordan works in Saskatoon as well. But we actually ended up connecting at the Saskatchewan Rattlers game, our CEBL um, basketball league uh, game this summer. Uh, we met in the stands uh, during halftime, had a great chat. And Jordan was telling me all about uh, a new venture that he has started um, called Copilot Advisory, where he's going to be assisting some of business owner clients that he has with um, uh, sort of providing them with what he calls CFO services or fractional CFO services. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to have Jordan on to talk a little bit about what a CFO is or a chief financial officer and when you might need one and what types of tasks that CFOs could do for you? And so that's what this episode is all about. Um, Jordan also has another venture called Lift Accounting, which is how I originally met Jordan, where he um, really supports um, entrepreneurs. And the way that Jordan operates is, is a little different, and it's one of the things I really like about him. He's very forward-thinking, and his goal is to support entrepreneurs to help them make sound, sensible, and sustainable decisions. He wants to bring them closer to their definition of what success is. And he, he also challenges that conventional model idea of profitability. So it's not just about dollars and cents, but, you know, what impact does your business have on society, environment, personal well-being? And he believes that thriving businesses lead to thriving economies and communities. And he works very closely with clients to achieve that. Jordan is a lifelong learner, and he holds a bachelor's and master's degree in accounting from the Edwards School of Business at the U of S here in Saskatchewan, and continues to upgrade his skill set through the Institute of Chartered Professional Accountants of Saskatchewan, also known as CPA Saskatchewan, and other training organizations. And he puts his expertise to work um, helping clients identify and safely mitigate risk while maximizing their potential. He also loves supporting local businesses and takes pride in giving back to his community. He regularly volunteers through organizations like Enactus, Futurepreneur, and Junior Achievement. And if you happen to follow Jordan's uh, Instagram account, he is always going out and about and visiting local businesses and checking them out and profiling them on his account. It's a great way um, to learn about some of the cool businesses that are happening right here in Saskatoon. So without further ado, on to the episode. Well, Jordan, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. I love having a good repeat guest. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. I'm glad glad to be back. Um, I've been a been a, a fan and a follower of your podcast for a number of years now, and I was uh, happy to be on previously talking about sales taxes. So, um, glad to to be back on on the Tax Trick Podcast. That's actually a good plug for your last episode. If, if you're listening to this and you have not listened to the sales tax episode, you really should. Um, Jordan breaks down GST, PST, HST, the stuff that you need to know. And it's it's a wonderful episode from, I believe it was season two of the podcast. We're, we're going back in time. And yeah. you and I ran into each other at a Saskatchewan Rattlers game this summer. I mean, that's how things get done here in Saskatchewan. <laughs> You, you meet at uh, SAS Place uh, while grabbing a hot dog during halftime. Um, yeah. And you were letting me know about um, 
sort of the exciting new launch that you've got coming up and these exciting new services, which led us to a discussion about CFOs, which led us to, hey, maybe you should come on the podcast and talk about CFOs. So that's what we're going to to tackle today. And I mean, of course, a CFO being chief financial officer, um, that's what we're talking about. And I think we we throw around these words, CEO, CFO, COO, controller. Um, there's all these sort of uh, words that we use, but I don't find we often know what the words mean and mm-hmm. how those roles are utilized within business. So that's what we thought we would tackle today. Yeah, let's do it. So should we just go like right back to basics and start with the question of, you know, what is a CFO? Like what qualifications does somebody have to be a CFO? Yeah, no, definitely, Amanda. So um, in my view, uh, uh, you know, a a chief financial officer or a CFO, um, they are uh, the key numbers person for a business. So um, typically they'll have a a professional accounting designation, such as a a CPA designation. Um, They'll They'll typically have experience um, working in a public accounting firm or uh, working in industry with various businesses. they'll, uh, if they're, if they're running their own, own business, um, they'll have the proper licenses and the, uh, proper insurance, um, errors and emissions insurance. Um, they'll also have a proven track record and, and, you know, positive client reviews and feedback. So, um, a chief financial officer, they're looking forward into the future and they're making, uh, financial decisions for the business based on, on the numbers that they're seeing. And so, you had talked about um, that they might have a professional designation. So the CPA designation, just in case someone's listening to this and doesn't know what that is, are you able to explain what the CPA designation is? It, for sure. Yeah. So CPA stands for Chartered Professional Accountant. Um, back uh, when I went through school, there was actually three designations. There was a Chartered Accountant, um, uh, Certified Management Accountant, and Certified General Accountant. And, and in 2014, these three legacy designations merged together and they became the um, Chartered Professional Accountant or CPA designation. So um, in order to earn your CPA designation, you have to um, typically do a, a four-year bachelor's degree through school. Um, you have to then sign on with a firm and do uh, roughly uh, three years of articling and um, as well as uh, going through through the um, the CPA education program and preparing for the uh, for the um, the final exam, it's a three day final exam that you need to pass. And um, once you complete that um, and you've fulfilled all the requirements, then you're you're granted your CPA designation, um, and you're able to then start practicing as a as a, a you know fully fully qualified CPA accountant. Thank you for that explanation. It's hard to believe that it was yeah. 2014 when those merged. Like, I'm starting yeah. to feel old because I remember when those merged. It's it, That's when it yeah. gets kind of sad because you, you hear the older lawyers like, I remember the day when that happened, and now I, I'm starting to do that myself. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary, actually. So it's, That's it's crazy. That's crazy. Hard to believe. All right, well, that's that's a really helpful explanation. I really appreciate that. In, in terms of, of sort of when you would actually need one of these people, a CFO in your business, you know, if you're a business owner listening to this, how do you know, what are, what are the markers you have to sort of think about of either, you know, I, as a business owner need to become the CFO, um, or I need to hire a CFO. Yeah, that's a good question, Amanda. I've, um, you know, 
over the last nine years um, with running Lyft Accounting, I worked with many small businesses and um, and I, I've seen common trends, you know, so it could be things like perhaps they're, um, they're wanting to grow their business. They're wanting to maybe uh, expand into a new location or introduce some new products or services. Um, they may be having some cash flow issues or um, some of their products and services might have lower uh, profit margins. And so those are signs that perhaps they need, um, you know, some more um, uh, on-demand or, or kind of in-depth financial help that a, that a part-time or a fractional CFO could provide. Um, I know that, that uh, many small businesses have uh, year-end accountants that they work with to help them, you know, with their annual year-end compliance, whereas a, a part-time or fractional CFO works um, ongoing throughout the year with the small business, helping them uh, make smart financial decisions. So it's almost like having someone in-house or, or that kind of a concept, right? That is yeah. very focused on the, your business, the future of your business. I mean, you've talked a lot about this idea of forecasting. And and yeah. when we have an accounting advisor, they're often very busy just trying to catch up on the past for us. I mean, they're the ones trying to get the filings done and make sure that we're compliant. And so there's this very backwards thinking simply because sometimes that's the way it has to be. And there's not as much time to devote to the forward thinking because they also have, you know, a gajillion other clients. So it's, yes. it, is a CFO somebody that could potentially be working in concert with your accounting advisors and other advisors? That is correct. And, and I like um, I like how you put it where, uh, you know, uh, a fractional part-time CFO, they're really working in-house in your business. They, they understand your business and um, they're really focused on, like you said, um, looking into the future. Um, so looking at where your business is today, looking at where you want to take it in the future, and then figuring out the financial roadmap for how to get there. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I think that your your CFO uh, can work with your external, you know, um, uh, financial accountants or, or professionals um, to handle those different sides that your business needs, both the, the backward-looking compliance side as well as the forward-looking, um, you know, budgeting, forecasting, cash flow management, that type of thing. And so when I think about some of the small business owners I've worked with, one of the common questions I often get is, what is the threshold or what is that like monetary threshold or value of my business that justifies starting to hire some of these additional persons? And I mean, I usually get it in my context as a tax lawyer. They say, do I really need you? Like, well, a lot of times you don't need me or you might need me to parachute in and then I parachute out and then you don't need me on a daily basis. Are there some sort of factors or markers or guidelines that help to identify when it's the right time to start thinking about even a part-time fractional CFO in your business? For sure, yes. I think, um, you know, in terms of, of markers, I would say, um, you know, your your revenues would need to be in the, in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, uh, there needs to be enough enough revenue and enough profit in the business, like you said, to support the to support the investment in a part time CFO. Um, I would say I the businesses that I've seen so far that that have used fractional CFOs their their gross revenues are between five hundred to one million dollars per year, and um, um, 
And you can also grow into working with a fractional CFO. So, you know, perhaps um, perhaps you want to hire a fractional CFO to do kind of the essentials for your business. And that might be a certain fixed price per month. And then as your business grows, uh, your working relationship with that um, fractional CFO can evolve and you can receive more services over time. Um, I'm, I'm also planning with my, with my new venture, Copod Advisory, to um, offer some uh, kind of uh, one-off or project-based services as well. So perhaps a, a small business wants to sit down and um, really dig into the numbers and do some forward, you know, forward-looking um, analysis, uh, but they don't want that, or maybe they, they um, can't afford that ongoing monthly um, cost. Uh, so I'm going to offer both um, the monthly retainer type model as well as the, the one-off um, you know, project-based model as well. I really like that idea because I think as business owners, and I mean, I'm a business owner myself, so I fall into the same, the same pattern. No matter how much I know about tax and money and numbers, it's like sometimes I'm so busy doing my business that I can't do my business. And yeah. I think that there's a lot of us that fall into that category and you say, okay, well, next week, I'm going to look at my numbers and I'm going to figure right. out what my plan of attack is for the next year. But sometimes you just need somebody else to come in the room with you. You need that date or that deadline that that is imposed upon you. And you need somebody who doesn't have their head so much in the weeds because, yeah. you know, I think as business owners, we're so much focused on the minutia sometimes of our business that we can't take that step back and think and dream and be creative because we're so busy trying to do the day to day. And yeah. it feels like there's often these um, different levels that we see in business where, you know, you start your business, you're just trying to make a profit. Like that's where yeah. you're at. You're trying to get from the red to the black. And so you're not going to hire anybody that you don't absolutely need during that time. And then you make it to yeah. the black and now you suddenly you're going, oh, I think I need to hire some staff. So then you kind of go and you hire some staff and then the black kind of gets a little bit bigger and that's great. But then you have new problems. Now it's like, I think I need a new space. Maybe you need a loan. Maybe I want to expand to other jurisdictions. Oh, now my legal situation is more complicated. Now I need a legal team. And so I think that we always have these expanding problems or issues within business. And it's often very hard to know how to move from one level to the next. So I like this concept of sometimes there's a one-off project, which is, you know, should I go and do this? Um, what are my options for this? Um, because that doesn't require this long-term commitment, but it kind of gives you a little taste and maybe gets you to the next level so that you realize you actually do want that long-term commitment um, with somebody yeah. internally. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tough haul anytime you're trying to bring a new advisor on or you're trying to bring a new team member on. It's like you often don't have the funds to do it when you make the decision. But if you don't make the decision, you'll never get the funds. And it's that weird chicken and egg scenario. And uh, it, it takes a little bit of a leap of faith. So I, I do I do like that option. I mean, if someone's listening to this, and of course, we're going to be um, giving all of your info for co-pilot advisory. But I, I know that there's often this this question of, well, where does a person find a CFO? Like there's no directory of CFOs sitting around, no. you know, I mean, do you Google, I need to find a CFO. Um, where would somebody go to locate a CFO? And, and like, do they have to be in their home jurisdiction? Or are you noticing there's more like virtual CFOs? How does this look? Yeah, um, that's a good question, Amanda. Like you said, there's no, there's no find a CFO directory that I know of. Um, <laughs> One place, if I were looking for a CFO, one place I would look is I would 
I would start um, I would start online. I would start searching for, you know, perhaps um, small business CFO, fractional CFO. Um, perhaps you search for your industry. Um, I know I know that uh, that there are virtual CFOs um, who are specializing in certain industries or niches. Um, you can also talk with uh, your, you know, your fellow small business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk with your other professional advisors. Perhaps they know um, they know of of uh, uh, certain accounting professionals who are offering these CFO services. Um, so it's it's a combination of searching online, uh, reaching out through your networks. Um, I know that the the fractional model it's becoming a growing trend not only in the accounting industry but in the legal industry, HR, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's something that I think is going to continue to grow uh, each year, where more professionals are are offering these. Um, yeah, these these fractional type working arrangements where they they're really working, you know, in house uh, with several different small businesses, um, and really just splitting splitting their time and splitting their their capacity amongst these small businesses. So that would be uh, a few of the ways that I would uh, search for a CFO. But that's some great ideas, and I think you've very correctly pointed out that the landscape has changed because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we go back 10 years, the, this idea would have been, well, you need an office for this person and they're going to come into your space and they're going to be there every day. And it's like this full-time commitment and, and it's like adding a, an actual team member to your team. And I think now it's almost like an extension of coaching. And I, I don't want in any way water it down by calling it coaching um, in the general sense, but it's really like having somebody who has a very specialized expertise in a certain area that can come in and they can educate you because I think a good CFO should also be educating the CEO um, and the founder of the business on what they need to know to make the decision. It's not that the CFO is coming in and making the decisions for you, but the CFO is educating you and then they're giving you the options that are available and helping you to implement where that's needed. And so, you know, they can do that virtually. They don't need to be sitting in your office. No, that's that's true, and um, and you made a good point, Amanda, where you said that the CFO, um, they're they're not the decision maker; they're there to help guide the the business owner or the CFO or the founder um, on making smart financial decisions for their business. Um, funny enough, when I was thinking up a name for for this new venture, uh, I landed on the name Copilot Advisory, not only because it's an extension of uh, Lyft Accounting, but also because that's uh, that's really the role I see myself. Uh, that I'm going to be playing with small businesses is, you know, acting as a, a business co-pilot or a financial co-pilot um, for the clients that I work with. So, um, you know, the business owner is is flying flying the plane, flying the flying the business, but I'm there in the co-pilot seat, um, helping them make smart financial decisions. I really like that, and I mean, I've been a long proponent on this podcast and others of sort of saying, you can't pretend the numbers aren't there. I don't like looking at my numbers either. I don't like looking at financial statements. I don't like doing my bookkeeping. I don't like dealing with spreadsheets, but I do it because the numbers are such a key component of your business. And if you don't have a handle on your cash flow and you don't have a handle on your numbers, you don't know if you can get financing. You don't know if you can expand. You don't know if your business can become what it needs to be. And I feel like so many of us have this barrier up of, oh, I can't learn that, or, oh, there's no way I can ever understand that. And if you can get somebody in your team that can educate you and that can be there to answer those questions and give you those frameworks, 
what an amazing business owner that you can actually become and how much more you're going to be able to do with your business because you're not going to be blindly following somebody else's suggestions. You're going to be an active participant in the decision-making. And when you've worked that hard to build a business, like don't you want to be an active participant in the decision-making? I, no, I think I do. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, yeah, there was uh, one of the one of the bookkeeping accounting softwares I use, uh, QuickBooks Online. They have funny commercials or ads running right now where they'll show a business owner, and they'll show them doing something that that is kind of busy work, and then and then it cuts to like a stack of receipts or a stack of invoices <laughs> that they're they're like uh, procrastinating looking at. Right. And so, yeah. you know, <laughs> I've got a stack of those sitting like I don't know a foot to my left right now. <laughs> Yeah. I just said to my husband last night, I need to open up QuickBooks. I've been avoiding it. And he goes, well, I thought you were doing it regularly. And I said, well, I was, and I got busy and now I'm like four months behind and now it's going to be this yeah. project and I don't want to do it. And I, I yeah. think everyone's kind of like that unless you're someone that really enjoys diving in. I enjoy diving in for my clients. Like if my client brings in a box for one of my tax litigation files, man, yeah. I'm in that box and like I'm diving in and I'm doing it. But yeah. if it's my own box, that right. for some reason I just have this barrier up and I like oh, I don't want to do this this isn't fun so yeah. so in terms of like duties that a CFO would provide I, I mean we've talked kind of big picture but what does that look like from like a either a project basis or a day-to-day -day basis can you give some examples of things that a CFO might do for sure um, so I, I think uh, early on in the working relationship between a CFO and a business owner um, you know they're gonna want to sit down and they're gonna want to talk about um, where is the business right now and where do, what are your goals? Where do you see the business going into the future? Um, so it's, it's really doing some financial goal setting, um, you know, determining uh, what are some metrics or KPI, uh, you know, key performance indicators that we can monitor for your business. Um, so it's, it's looking at the big picture and seeing, you know, where, where do you want to take the business? Once that conversation has been done, then it's a matter of, um, you know, looking at the underlying books and the underlying uh, accounting information uh, to make sure that you've got good, clean data. Because uh, one thing I've learned is that, um, you know, there's a concept of garbage in, garbage out. So uh, <laughs> even if you have the best uh, financial forecasting software and, and everything like that, if you're not putting good, clean data in, uh, you're not going to get a reliable result. And so that could involve going through, uh, you know, going through the business's chart of accounts, going through their bookkeeping records, making sure things are categorized and set up properly. Uh, once that's done, uh, then the fractional CFO can get to work in terms of preparing some uh, budgets and financial forecasts. Um, and uh, a budget is, you know, it's a I get asked the question, what's the difference between a budget and a forecast? Well, a budget is a financial plan for a defined period of time, uh, whereas a financial forecast is, it's really a, a projection of what the future results may be based on you know, historical data and, uh, and trends in the business. And so um, uh, typically the budgeting would happen first and then the forecasting would uh, would come after that, and the forecasting would be done on a, on a rolling or ongoing basis. Um, I know a, a big thing in businesses is um, managing or monitoring the cash flow of the business. Because when I went through uh, university, I was always told that you know cash is king or yeah. cash is the lifeblood of a business, right? And so. Um, a lot of times business owners I see, uh, they make decisions for their business based on what their current uh, cash balance is in the business. Um, 
which um, you know that might be the only information they have to go on if they don't have up-to-date you know books but um, what uh, what I like to do is is uh, be a bit more strategic and forecast what are the cash inflows and cash outflows for this business going to be and can we identify any gaps or, or cash flow shortages um, so that we can come up with solutions to to overcome those potential issues no that's fantastic because i i agree with you everyone always says cash is king cash is king well what does that mean um and how do we take that and expand it into a bit of a broader way to think about forecasting into the future and what your cash could be and is there leakage in places are there places where you're just losing money and you shouldn't be losing money or are there expenses that are too ridiculous? And, and so there's all these different ways to kind of look at where your funds are coming from and then where they're going out to try to maximize that cash flow, which is what banks and financial institutions are going to do as well if you go to them looking for a loan. Um, that's the same analysis that they're going to prepare for you. So why not figure it out before even going in the door to them um, yeah. so you kind of know where you're at? Well, in, in terms of this concept of hiring someone, I think one of the other big burdens or, or concerns that people often have is like what this is going to cost. And what I mm. often tell people in any advisor, whether it's hiring a tax lawyer, hiring a bookkeeper, or hiring a CFO, that I think we need to have very open conversations about money. And so, I mean, you've given a little bit of indication here, and I don't want any dollar numbers, but just in terms of the different ways that you can get paid, my understanding is that, you know, for example, yourself, you're saying, well, there can be like one-off projects, or it can be like a monthly thing. So is Mm -hmm. that somewhat, those are some of the different options that might be available to a business owner? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, It's kind of, it's it's figuring out, you know, do I need... um, do I need some one-off help to help me make a financial decision in my business or to get my business to, you know, to that next level? Or am I looking for that ongoing, ongoing support? Um, and I, I believe, um, you know, I believe businesses, they'll, uh, they'll be able to decide which, which um, model works for them. And, um, uh, and like I said, the, you know, hiring on kind of that one-off project basis, it, it allows a business to uh, get comfortable working with that uh, financial professional, um, see how, how they operate, see if it's a good fit for their business before they make that commitment of signing on, um, signing on for a monthly, you know, monthly uh, working relationship. And so, um, but yes, those are, those are the two, uh, the two ways of working uh, with a uh, fractional CFO and, and <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like that option because I think it, we have to start encouraging, well, encouraging clients in general, but I think in particular business owners to start just asking the question, like, what is this going to cost? And what does this get me? Like, there's nothing wrong with having those questions and phoning, you know, more than one person and just seeing if you if you vibe with them, because something like a CFO, very similar to like when you're hiring, you know, a transactional lawyer, you're hiring, you know, like myself as a tax litigation lawyer, we're spending a lot of time with you. And if you don't particularly care for us as like human beings, that's going to make the whole experience just unpleasant. And so, you know, yes, you want someone who's qualified. Yes, you want someone who fits within your price range. But do you like the person? If not, maybe that's not the right person to hire. And so it's it's okay to ask questions and to make sure that you're really clear on what you're getting for what you're purchasing. I think that's really important. There's nothing offensive about that. And nope. if a professional is offended by that, that's probably not the right professional for you. That's a good point. Yes. And and I, I like the point about um, you have to be comfortable 
comfortable working with this professional because um, it's somebody you're going to spend time with. You're, they're going to know the ins and outs and all the details about your business. So, um, you know, finding somebody who's business philosophy or, or kind of view on business lines up with yours. Um, I, I take the, the viewpoint of, you know, businesses need to make a profit and, and that is important, but businesses can also make a positive impact on, you know, the people that they work with as well as the planet as well. So um, I like working with business owners that take, uh, you know, a bit of an expanded view on what kind of impact their business can make. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the information that's being shared is very private. Money is, is a, a very private thing. And so when you're sharing that with somebody, you have to have a comfort level of where they're at and where you're at. So I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate um, appreciate those advice, uh, those points of advice that you've just given us. Well, I think um, I think that's all we have time for today. But I, I really appreciate you giving this sort of big picture overview of the concept of a CFO, because I think we throw the acronym around a lot. But you know, it seems like it's something that, oh, I need a million dollar company to need a CFO. And, mm-hmm. and that is not the case. And so I, I really appreciate you, you giving that clarification. And we'll make sure to put all the information in the show notes um, that you shared today and also about your business in case anyone has further questions of, of Jordan that you can just ask him directly on these uh, great topics. Or if you're thinking, hmm, I think I need a fractional CFO. Well, now you have a an option. You have a starting point. You have a place you can call and check out and see if uh, Jordan's vibes work with your business. Yeah. No, great. Well, thanks for having me on, Amanda. I had, I had a great time uh, chatting with you today. And uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to uh, to hearing the podcast come out. Absolutely. And I know we'll have you on again for round three. For sure. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Well, that is all we have time for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope we gave you some food for thought or at least made you laugh. Please see the show notes for any resource material that we reference throughout the episode and to find out more about my amazing guest today. Please note that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast episode belong solely to the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the speaker's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. In addition, the information provided and discussed in this podcast is not legal advice. We encourage you to consult with your legal advisor for specific advice.